Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rice Dynasty podcast. Uh, I've been titling these ones as like bonus season three content because I don't want to, you know, Michael, I don't want to officially say like this is episode one of season three because it doesn't feel like it is, you know, I want it to be big. I want it to be in the season, you know, we're, we're not there yet. I totally agree. And we haven't quite seen the results of the draft and how that's going to change what each team looks like. So I think, yeah, I think this is bonus content, but it's still pretty fun stuff. Oh yeah. Um, and a lot of people are, they're asking me for this specifically only Charlie, actually no one else asked me besides Charlie. Um, (laughs) but he, he, he wanted to know when the next podcast was going to be. And (laughs) I delivered Charlie. What can I say? Now, uh, now uh, give me Kenyon Drake back. Am I right? <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah, no. Wow, I'm surprised Charlie was the one asking for the podcast. Like you came, you came to me yesterday, and we started talking about some things. And we were both kind of like, "Yeah, a podcast would be fun." There's been a lot going on, so yeah, I'm excited about this. We've got a kind of something different. I don't think we've ever done this before. Yeah, I'm excited. And yeah, just to be clear, it was I, I wasn't going to do it just because Charlie said so. I wanted there to be a good opportunity. Um, I wanted there to be content that we had ready. I didn't want to just turn on the mics and just say some things and put it on, put it on, uh, put it in the league chat or something, you know? Right. And, and we do have some things to talk about, though. Like, I mean, there was a big I've trade. Been pretty, I've been pretty active. <laughs> I've been <laughs> The whole recent league activity is Michael, basically, as I'm looking at it here. You know, I'll be oh, honest. Oh, wait, that was, had... that was 2019. That was the 2019 page. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I've made a lot of transactions this offseason. I've been quite active, um, but I've had way too much time on my hands. I've said that to Tom and a bunch of other guys, too. I'm like, I'm sorry. Just If I'm if I'm bothering you, just tell me, leave, you, leave me alone. But I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not in school as much right now. I have way too much time. So, But it's been fun. I've really enjoyed it and uh, kind of diving a little bit deeper than I have before. So, Hey, well, we got the first three-way trade done. <laughs> so worth it. Yeah, I couldn't believe we got that done. Yeah, me neither. It was, it was weeks in the making. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe it either. I didn't. I did not think it was going to happen. I I mean, I, I got to admit, like I I feel like I didn't need to do this trade, but I was like, this is fun, so I'll do it. It was fun. I mean, <laughs> it was a good time. I I think it was very even, and so I mean, I'm happy with it. I think Chris is really happy with it based on talking to him the last few days and. Um, I think we all had certain things we wanted and we eventually were able to get there. So we can talk about that as we go. Um, mm-hmm. So what we're kind of planning for today is I've mapped out each team. Uh, so I'll try to explain this real quick. I've mapped out the projected scoring for each team based on their best projected lineup. So what that means is 
for each team, you know, there's a quarterback and their highest ranked quarterback in terms of the sleeper projections. I'll put them as a starter. Same thing for their two running backs, their two wide receivers, their tight end and their flexes. So although somebody might have different flexes in at this current moment, like we, I was talking to John Quinn, for example, as Marlon Mackin, he's not as projected as many points as if he were to move Raheem Mostert and Chris Carson to his starting running backs and then play Hollywood Brown and I think it's Jarvis Landry. So I moved it around for the highest projected starting lineup for each team, and then I uh, expanded that over a 16-week season. So we've got the projected scoring per game for every single team, and we're going to run through each team we're going to say, John, this is what they scored last year. Do you think it's better or worse? And then I can say what is projected, and then we can kind of give our opinions on each team. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely – I'm excited. Michael sent me some early looks at these odds to win the Rice Dynasty Bowl this year. I'm excited. Yeah, I also put in – I put odds on each team just oh, yeah. uh, based on what I was doing and having a little fun with it. So – and uh, yeah, maybe we can make some bets too, if you want. <laughs> we can make some bets. We'll start a we'll start a book on this stuff. All my money maybe on Quinn. To... I don't blame you. You want to start with Quinn? Since yeah, let's do it. Let's talk. Let's okay. start up with Quinn. All right. So John, we're looking at Quinn last year. He put up thirteen hundred and fifteen points over a sixteen game season. Um, John, do you think Quinn? What do you think is first? Do you think his projected scoring is over or under that thirteen hundred and fifteen mark? Thirteen hundred fifteen. Now Quinn's team has it's improved. He's he's gained Eckler. He's gained Chris Carson. Uh, I can't remember mm-hmm. who he's lost at this point. Marlon um, Mack. Marlon Mack. Okay, not a big deal at all. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's got Hollywood Brown, of course. Um, yeah, I, I like his team better than last year. I'm gonna. I'm projecting he's he's going over. I especially like Eckler. I think Eckler's going to do really well. So I, Eckler's I, a nice, I yeah, yep. Uh, Eckler's a nice addition. I'm um, questioning how much his production is going to fall off without Philip Rivers. This is going to be an interesting offense. I think the more you see Tyrod Taylor playing, the worse it is for Eckler. But if they move on to that rookie quarterback uh, Herbert, then I think that'll be good for Eckler. Um, I saw something where Taylor doesn't throw to running backs as much. Um, but they didn't add a running back in the offseason, so that's good too. Um, I love Raheem Mostert this year. I think he really came on at the end, which helped Quinn, and uh, I think he's made some good moves. I like, uh, I love Hollywood Brown. Everybody knows that. So mm-hmm. huge Hollywood Brown fan. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I actually – so projecting it, it is 1,370 this year for Quinn, which mm-hmm. is – higher than it was last year and I, I agree I like Quinn he he's really improved and I currently have him listed as plus 900 to win the Rice Dynasty championship interesting could be it could and be an interesting bet right there it is it's not a bad value so we can uh, we can kind of run through at the end and I'll tell John each we can go back and review each team's uh, odds to win it and then John can kind of tell me where I was wrong here so Quinn's team I like it I think he's better than he was last year and way better than he was a few years ago he's done some good things and I like Adam Thielen a lot better this year too Ooh, the Thielen man he's coming back he's got Higby looked pretty good at the end of the year he's got a lot of people who are hot at the end of last year um 
Uh, so I'm yeah, I'm excited overall by this team. It could have some sleepers. Could have some uh, Boston Scott could be a sleeper. That's what I've been no. hearing. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I I like Quinn's team. Yeah, other than Boston Scott, I think Quinn's team's great. <laughs> and don't forget, he's got two picks. Uh, he's got yeah. the tenth pick, and I think he's got the thirteenth pick. And both either of those guys, maybe one of those guys is a starter. So we'll see. That's um. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Quinn's made some leaps and bounds Excited. from year one, man. Excited for Quinn this year. Honestly, I could I could see him doing some things he hasn't done before, like make the playoffs maybe? Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. We can go down at the end um, based on the odds who I think is going to make playoffs. So we can, uh, we can talk about that at the end. Um, next up on my list, I have Tom. Tanking Tom. Tanking Tom. Uh, he's in for a big bounce back year, if you ask me. Uh, he's had... You know, he, he just had terrible luck last year. Um, so his scoring last year was 1,164, which, yes, was last in the league, and he was tanking. On um, purpose, though. <laughs> on purpose, because you can see it in his max points for, his max points for ranked sixth in the league. And so that tells you his team was a lot better than where he finished, and he tanked, and he traded his picks, and now I have the first pick, so I'm happy with that. Um, but, yes, Tom's team – John, do you think he's going to score more or less than 1,164? This this is the easiest one. He's going to score more than 1,164, which is just one of the worst scores from last year by a lot. Uh, Alex was almost there, I guess, but... Yeah, he he's going to score more. He has a way better team than 1164 he did last year, obviously. So he should have a better team this year. Okay, I, I 100% agree, of course. I think he's made some nice improvements, or I think he will make some nice improvements in the draft. I want to pull up because I think this would be interesting too. Yeah, so do you think he will score more or less than his championship year though? In that year, he scored 1,507 points. That's a big difference. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so God. More or less than his championship season. It's really it's really going to depend on who he drafts. Like The draft picks are big. He has three first-round picks, um, and he has uh, pick 12, I think. Yeah, round 202. Um, so he's yes. got, he's got yeah. a lot of early picks. So if he if he gets some some big breaks with those picks, I definitely think he can score more than that. Honestly, he's got Zeke and Michael Thomas, who Michael Thomas is wide receiver one, and Zeke is ar- arguably could possibly be running back one. But you got Christian McCaffrey, you got a bunch of people he's competing with, obviously. But both are really good. DJ Chark, the young fella, back again this year, trying to uh, make an impact with Minshew. Yeah, I mean he's the only issue here. I think is. Is like Drew Locke, Noah Fanta, tight end. I'm not sure about. We'll see if he takes a quarterback because I am kind of worried about his quarterback situation. Um, but overall, as long as he hits with these picks, I definitely think it's possible he could score more than he did his championship year. But if he, if he, it's going to be depending a lot on the draft picks, honestly, because there, I think there are some areas on his team he could be doing better right now. I agree with you. I think he's going to be kind of in the middle. I don't think he'll quite get back to who is champ level quite yet, um, but I think he's going to have a much better year. So I currently have his projected lineup for top scores as Baker Mayfield, Ezekiel Elliott, Mark Ingram, who unfortunately is kind of low. Uh, I think there's a guy 
I know he's going to be 101 in the rookie draft. Who might be kind of cutting in <laughs> on some of those numbers there. Um, DeAndre Swift and uh, DJ Chark, um, Michael Thomas, of course, uh, Kelvin Ridley and Noah Fant. That is his projected best lineup for this year. And that is 1,378 points. So kind of in the middle. Um, a little bit higher than Quinn by eight points. So it's interesting how close those two are. Yeah. Hmm. So I currently have him listed as plus 750 to win the Rice Dynasty Championship. I have it at little higher odds than Quinn. Um, mostly, like you said, due to the fact that he's bringing in quite a few young rookies. Yeah. And if uh, any of those break out, that could really help him this year. So I have his odds listed a little bit higher. Yeah, I'd say if I look at like Quinn versus Tom right now, it's super even. Like their rosters right now, like I kind of favor Quinn maybe a little bit more. But I think Tom, once he gets these draft picks, I'll definitely favor him more than Quinn. Mm -hmm. I think depth is going to be pretty similar on both sides. Quinn's got solid depth. Okay, let's go to the new teams, actually. Ooh. I think now that you we've kind of gotten a little bit of a baseline of what these teams uh, are scoring, and you can kind of see, oh, are they better or worse than Tom and Quinn? So let's go to Shaky's Chin, who I'll tell you what, if I did this a month ago, it would have looked a lot worse. <laughs> but he... You made a trade with me, and I think it really helped him because uh, three, no, two of those guys are starting. Debo would have been starting, but his injury has lowered his projections. Um, so I think we can take that with a grain of salt. But okay, so we don't really have a baseline because his team is completely different than either of the teams he took over for. But we'll run down the lineup. So John, his starting uh, best projected lineup would be Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, um, David Johnson. A.J. Brown, Devontae Parker, Julian Edelman, and I think it's Deontay Johnson with Travis Kelsey as his tight end. John, mm. is that better or worse than Quinn and Tom? Mm, Deontay Johnson made the starting lineup, eh? Yeah, not what you like to see. <laughs> I mean, I, again, I think Debo Samuel would have been that last starter had yeah, yeah. his projections not just gone down yesterday. Yeah, there has been some bad luck recently with this because he also has Cam Newton where he like didn't have a quarterback before he traded for Aaron Rodgers, but now Cam Newton kind of could could have been that quarterback, I guess. But uh, Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to do better than Cam Newton, so that's fine. Y yes, <laughs> but he also would not have had a second starting running back if he had not traded me for David Johnson. <laughs> very true. I still so think he. Just, I think the trade was very good for both you guys, <laughs> so it was definitely yeah. needed. Um, but I definitely think he's worse than both of the previous teams we talked about. Um, when you when you're starting Deontay Johnson, clearly the other teams have more depth than him for sure. Um, but. Overall, I'm still more impressed with this team than I was at the beginning. At, after the draft, I was like, "Ooh, he definitely, definitely lost." Grant definitely lost this draft, but now we're at a point where I'm like, "Okay, now he has like a team that could actually compete." Right, and if you get Debo back, I think that's huge help for a team that does not have much depth, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, so his actually his starting projected scoring is actually higher than both Quinn oh. and Tom. Wow. 1384 not much 14 points higher than quinn and six points ahead of tom so not much you're looking at apples and oranges it's very similar and again depth is going to affect that we don't account for bye weeks in this projection um, but it's 106 and a half points per game so that's why i actually have his odds even with quinn at plus 900 to win the rice dynasty championship 
Nice. I mean, I could see he's got tons of pop-up potential. I mean, if David Johnson goes back to where he was before, then, yeah, this team could be fantastic. Also, like, Devontae Parker, I feel like people still overlook him, but he he really popped off at the end of last year, um, and people kind of forgot about that. But, yeah, and Travis Kelsey, obviously one of the best tight ends, if not the best one. Um, so, yeah, he's got yeah. A, got a lot of good players. Just depth is is the biggest concern here. Yes, I totally agree. Uh, depth is going to be a concern for him. Um, another guy who has a little bit of concerning depth, especially at the wide receiver position, is uh, my friend Nick, who's new to the league. Um, so I have Nick with a projected starting lineup. Again, we can't really compare last year because the teams are so different. Um, he's more he's more similar to Max than. Um, Grant is to what Dante was last year because Nick basically got a lot of Max's skill players, just got Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. So it's a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, But running down his lineup, we have Lamar Jackson, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Tyler Lockett, Emmanuel Sanders. That's a tough wide receiver too. Um, (laughs) James Conner and Kareem Hunt with Evan Ingram as the tight end. John Alaski again, more or less than where Quinn and Tom were kind of at. Um, God, this is a harder one because I'm gonna I'm gonna go with more, and it's mainly because of Lamar Jackson. Like that guy's insane. What was it? Remind me how he got James Conner though. I forgot. He got it from Anthony for um, he traded AJ Green for James Conner and Curtis Samuel. Mm, interesting trade. That's an interesting trade. Um, I think Anthony's really banking on AJ Green projection there. The nice thing for Anthony is I think he also has Tyler Boyd. So it's kind of who's the wide receiver one, and Anthony can just kind of play that person. Yeah, that's true. So, and they actually have a quarterback this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that, investing in the Bengals' wide receiving core is not a bad idea now, which is weird. No, I think the Bengals are going to be much better. Oh, yeah. You are correct, though. Nick is projected higher than either of those teams. Again, not by much. Uh, <laughs> 1383. And just a reminder, Tom was at 1378 and Quinn was at 1370. And even higher than Grant, who was 1384. Um, oh, I guess he was about even with Grant. but Which is crazy because we look at that draft and we say, oh, Nick cleaned up the draft, right? Yeah. And Grant's actually projected the same amount of points in, in this uh, projection. Um, but yes, Nick has a desperate need at wide receiver depth. Um, I think that's going to be his current area, but he has Lamar Jackson. He has Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and like we've talked before, like that literally carried Adante yeah. into the playoffs with nobody else on his team. Like, yeah, Adante would have, Adante outscored everyone else in the playoffs in the first round against me, but ended up losing because he was facing me. Like, Adante scored so he scored 153 in the fifth place game like he <laughs> like he and thought, lost yeah and lost <laughs> still he me. got super unlucky but yeah like lamar jackson literally carried his team like if lamar jackson was on my team or like michael's team or chris's or anthony's like that would that team would have won the championship automatically like lamar jackson's yep. not like if he can get that wide receiver depth which he could which he can because he should trade russell wilson to get someone a wide receiver or anything um she's probably gonna do in the next few days it sounds like yeah which i i would i'm honestly looking at biting at that one too so i'm probably gonna send him some things soon um but yeah like 
it, it could get scary here. It, like Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, both in new situations. I think there might be question marks on their projections because of it. Uh, so, it, yeah, it, it just depends. Kareem Hunt, unfortunately, not in a new place is maybe putting a question yeah. mark on his, on his projections. So he's just got some question marks in there. James Conner coming off an awful season. Like, yeah. Yeah, and – I think the projections on Gurley and Gordon, they're obviously not at their peak uh, where they've been. But if one of them is at their peak, if James Conner is kind of close to that peak again, um, man, you're looking at a really good team with Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. You just have a bunch of wild cards. He is literally the wild card team. Is Lamar going to put up what he did last year? Because his projection is much lower than what he put up last year. Oh, yeah. So it's very interesting. And, And naturally, like, He's probably not going to do that again, but you know, who knows? You really don't know. Um, but I have Nick at plus 600 to win the Rice Dynasty Championship in year one, uh, even with well somebody else who we can talk about later. But um, all right, let's go to Alex. All right. So Alex last year, uh, pull it up. Well, first I'll go through his projected lineup real quick. Uh, Kirk Cousins, carry on Johnson. Tyreek Cohen at the running back spots, Robert Woods, Marvin Jones, um, John Brown. And uh, so I did him a favor. I don't think he should take this guy in the draft, but I put him higher than who I think he's going to get in the draft, which is probably going to be Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb. But Henry Ruggs has projected more points, so I just tried to – if Alec goes all in for this year and this is who he takes, uh, Henry Ruggs would be the guy – and then uh, Zach Ertz. Um, John, do you think that's going to be – that lineup is going to produce more or less points than he did last year, which was 1,297? Uh, less. <laughs> <laughs> you would be right. <laughs> Car- uh, I mean, because running back one is on Johnson, who's just straight up getting replaced. So that's – It's technically Tyreek Cohen. Yeah, okay. Which but, isn't yeah. – yeah. Isn't great. Either. It's not good. Not good. Yeah. No, not good. God, what happened to this team? I still love going back to that episode of the podcast where he looked back at his draft and how good it was. Man. You want me to pull that up? We just do it every that? time. Every every time we talk about how he had Dalvin Cook and like an insane people on his team. And All right, you want me to run run through this real quick? <laughs> okay. Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, Derek Henry, Mike Evans, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Oh God! Yeah, just that right there. Just that just right that there. Right there. Like, Champ- he won a championship Austin last Hooper. year. Last year he won. He won a championship. He won. He won a championship. Zeke, uh, Zeke, Derek Henry, and Lamar Jackson on the same team. Like that's it. Amari Cooper and Mike Evans as receivers. Yep. Yeah, no, nah, he you won. You won the championship. You won the championship. Yeah, Alex would yeah, have won. Congrats, Alex. <laughs> and Austin Hooper, tight end one last year, would have been his tight end. Still not bad. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yes, he's projected 1,125 points. That comes out to 86.6 points per week. Um, I should have gone through each other team, what their points per week were. They were all around like 105 106 so i'm sorry guys it was very close 100 506 for the other teams um but alex 86.6 points per game the lowest of anybody in the league by a long shot unfortunately this is lower points 
projected than Tom scored last year as a tanking team. It's sad. Not thrilled about this. Yeah. That's why I have Alex at plus 20,000 to win the race. <laughs> Such a big jump. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine imagine I take those odds and then he just makes some insane nutty trade. <laughs> For who? I don't What's know. What's he going to trade? <laughs> I don't know. No clue. Oh. Swift goes down. Um, so better or worse than last year? I'm probably going to say worse, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, definitely worse. Hate to see it. Um, Swift goes down. Cohen is the new Austin Eckler. Robert Woods is wide receiver one. Marvin Jones. Kenny Galladay dies. Um, <laughs> Stephon Diggs goes down, and John Brown is great. And then uh, Zach Ertz is tight end one, and Kirk Cousins is MVP, and Alex wins the league. That's all it takes. Alex all is, it takes. Alex is going to be rooting for Charlie hard this year. I'll tell you what. Speaking of our defending champion, let's go to his lineup. So um, his current projected starting lineup is Drew Brees, Saquon Barkley, Kenyon Drake, Chris Godwin, T.Y. Hilton, D.K. Metcalf, Sony Michelle, and Kyle Rudolph. You can tell by my tone where I see the drop off is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sony Michelle, don't. I, I would definitely drop off there. Uh, Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> Kyle Rudolph as well, yes. But t- Charlie has always had a tight end problem, and that apparently did not matter last year. It didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it didn't matter. So, um, John, I'll go to you. Last year, Charlie put up a total of thirteen twenty-five. Does this lineup score more than that? Yes. So he's better. I think he's better mainly because Kenyon Drake gives him a full year of lots of points compared to last year where he did not have that. He had three weeks of that. Um, This is the same. He does. He like notoriously does nothing with his team. So it's the same thing as last year, but this time Kenyon Drake is actually a starter the whole time. So I think he does score a little more probably. But yes, even with the only tight end in the league that is projected for less than 100 points, and that is Kyle Rudolph, who is projected 77 points. If you're adding that up, that is less than five points per game. Yikes. He is projected 1,426 points, um, 109.7 points per game, which is the highest of anyone we've talked about so far. Mm. Again, this is only starting lineup. I think there are questions with his depth. So that is why I have him at equal odds with Nick at plus 600 to win the Rice Dynasty. What are your thoughts on that? I'd agree. And I, I, I do think depth is a big thing. Like Saquon was injured for a good amount of time last year. If, and, and that's where Charlie struggled the most. Obviously, he came back at the end of the year. Canyon Drake popped off and he won the whole thing. Um, but it's, yeah, you need depth. You do, because people get injured. Like, like I'd say you get at least one injury a year, and you're going to need to replace that person. So, yeah. I agree. And he's got no, he's got like, his draft picks are pretty awful. He's got three of them, and all of them are the last pick of each round with no first round pick. So, yep, I agree. Uh, he doesn't, he's not really playing a tight end with Kyle Rudolph, who, I think is going to be replaced by Irv Smith this year, the guy they took in the second round last year who has consistently increased his snap share. Um, and then I think Sony Michelle is, I don't know, man, he's coming off his second surgery this off season. I think mm-hmm. like 
I don't love him, but I mean, who knows? Maybe he's okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Even if it's, if even even if he's okay, is he gonna like he didn't even do that well last year? So, like he did okay. He did not. <laughs> he had what did he have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So half the time he scored double digits last year. And uh, let's see, how many games did he have less than five? One, two, three, four, four games less than five points. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah, not great. Not great. <laughs> uh, no, not what you want. Um, but he's a flex, and he's a backup running back. Kenyon Drake, I think, is in a great situation. I mean, he could be a top five running back yeah, this year. Yeah. He could have two top five running backs, and that could carry him all the way back. Um, and I think T.Y. Hilton might even be better. I mean, he's better with Phillip Rivers than he had with Jacoby Brissett. I agree. So that helps him. Um, I mean, maybe the Patriots just run the hell out of the football, and Sony Michelle is a big part of that. Yeah. Who knows? It might not even matter. Like, this team's just so top-heavy, and that's why he's like – he might make playoffs and might repeat. Like, like it's just yeah. Saquon – it's honestly Saquon, Kenyon Drake, and then Chris Godwin. And then if DK I mean, in, if DK in his second year just takes over there, like, then he's looking good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's I, – I love DK Metcalf. Yeah. I think that is just – he picked him last year really early, passed up a guy like Nikhil Harry and Very even smart. A.J. Brown, it, which was smart. Yeah, it was. Um, it was really smart, and I think DK is in a great situation. So yeah. unless they get Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Which would be bad. Um, speaking of Antonio Brown – you love these transitions. I think I'm on fire with these <laughs> transitions today. John, that's your old player. Yeah, that is my Let's old go player. to you next. Okay. <laughs> Sounds Let's good to go me. to you. John, last year, you finished as the top scorer in the league. Mm-hmm. Almost 1,700. But you barely made the playoffs. <laughs> yep. But you barely made the playoffs. Because I had the top points um, against, too, by a lot. <laughs> by a lot. By the most of the league, mm-hmm. by far. Um I think you have the best team in the league. You scored 1,687 points last year. John, do you think your projected scoring is going to be uh, over or under that mark? Jeez, that is that is a lot of points. Did anyone score? Anthony scored 1,800 in the first year. Wow. Did uh, he really? Yeah. Wow. Well, if Anthony scored 1,800 in the first year, then I have confidence that I can score that much. So I'll say I'm going to score more dj Moore, and that's the main reason (laughs) i like it i like it all right let me go down the line with your team um and i will preface this this is only who sleeper has projected the highest points i think dj Moore should be in this lineup but he's not wow what what who is in this lineup is it another running back or something (laughs) do Uh, it let me go down the line um deshaun watson delvin cook Derek Henry, Joe Mixon, Julio Jones, who you just acquired from me, Allen Robinson, and Cooper Cup. I think it's by like one point. Cooper over DJ Cup. Wow. <laughs> and then Darren Waller as your tight end. Um, you are projected 1,606 points this year, so Ooh, lower yes. than what you were last year. Um, still one of the highest in the league based on this projection. Um, I think your team is stacked. And like we said, I think a guy who is easily a starter for you, who's going to put up a lot of points, isn't even in this projection, DJ Moore. Um, You still have Michael Gallup on that bench. You've got Brandon Cooks on that bench. You have Josh Allen on that bench. Um, I have you as the favorite to win the Rice Dynasty at plus 250 in the odds. 
I don't like being a favorite. <laughs> I really don't. Anthony's like the favorite the past two years. And if I'm the favorite this year, I'm, I don't think I'm going to like the results then. <laughs> Cause, uh, we'll see. You made a championship last year with a dead team. Literally yeah, a dead team. Yeah, I know. I still have nightmares about everything that happened to all of my players that week. Um, but it all, oh, it all started with Deshaun Watson on that Thursday night football game. And I will never forget him throwing. <laughs> throwing the game <laughs> for me. Um, you mean when he scored 9.6 points? Against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the team that was like giving up an insane amount of points to offenses all year. <laughs> I was like, I have this in the bag. They're facing the easiest defense in the league. This is going to be so easy. And then he scores nine points. I was Awful. so it's sad. so sad. And that meant, so I mean, sad. that meant Hopkins did nothing too. So... That no, was, Hopkins didn't do anything. It was you had all injured guys. You were starting Deion Lewis. I literally had to start Deion Lewis because of Derrick Henry. In the championship. That's sad. That's really sad. Yeah. Um, but no, despite you, you have a projected scoring of 123.6 points per game. You're the first one to cross the 110 mark. Um, but it's funny. We don't even have anybody in the one teams, one teens and projected by this metric. Um, but yes, you were not the top ranked team in scoring this year but you i still have you as the favorite because i love the roster that you've put together i think your team has so much depth uh, more than some of the teams that we're going to be talking about in a few seconds here i'm excited uh, for who i draft myself. too i'm excited for my yes, and you have a draft pick you have the eighth pick who's probably going to be a wide receiver and he'll probably be able to contribute maybe not to your lineup but <laughs> at least has some depth yeah could be could be a DJ Moore situation. He could be a starter in a couple in a couple of years or something. So, yeah, you, you hope to see it. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, talking about first round picks, let's go to me. <laughs> I've got a lot of those. Um, see, I'm setting yeah, you up with these gone. transitions. All right, <laughs> you really are. I think you've done a great job. Uh, we we planned this whole thing. Actually, yeah. this is our second recording, <laughs> so it wor- it's worked out well. Um, yeah, my team. So as we know, I've made a lot of uh, transitions this year in my personnel. I've gotten rid of a lot of depth. I sent John a picture yesterday of all the players I've traded away, and I think there were like 10 players to get four. So I've lost a lot of depth. Um, Let me see. Last year, I put up 1,465 points, which was good for fourth in the league, so not bad. Um, This is my current projected lineup. Dak Prescott. Miles Sanders, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the Frenchman, um, <laughs> Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, uh, Tyree Kill, and Le'Veon Bell. Another Frenchman. Well, with George Kittle. The French team. Um, John, over under 1465 with that projection. 1465. Hmm, I. Let's see. I'm going to go over. Um, yeah, I'm going to go over. I'm going to stick over. I like your team still. Your wide receivers are nuts. And then Clyde edwards Lair is going to be really good. <laughs> I don't think there's – it's hard to argue that he's going to be bad. It's just the – I think the only worry is possibly if Damian Williams is involved too much this year. But I think going forward he's the guy, so. Yeah, I, I hope not. I, I really don't want to see Damian Williams involved. I saw a stat the other day was – Kansas City running backs have scored 1.7 touchdowns per game since the Chiefs have gotten Patrick Mahomes, which so is good. just ridiculous. That's really good. Oh, my God. Yeah. Every game that Damian Williams got 
12 touches or more, he was a running back one last year, mm. which is ridiculous. Um, so if my boy Clyde can get 15 touches a game, I've got high hopes for him. And it's the most that Andy Reid has invested in a running back. Uh, I could go on. I won't because I can talk about this for days. There's a reason I spent so much draft capital on him. Um, but I'm really hoping either Clyde or Jonathan Taylor can take in those spots. Maybe even Jonathan Taylor taking over for Le'Veon Bell and relieving this old man <laughs> who just wants to win a championship. <laughs> Help Pick him. 102 in the startup of the Rice Dynasty. <laughs> help him. Sent me back years. Someone help this man. He needs to be carried to the bench. Save Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> um, but I will say I don't have much depth at all. If I get injuries or if COVID hits one of my players, I'm going to be hit very hard. My projected scoring is over. It is 1649.7. Wow. Which, with this lineup, which would have ranked second in the league last year behind you, um, that's 126.9 points per game, which is the most in the league, I will say, at this projection. I still have myself at lower odds than you at plus 300 to win the Rice Dynasty. Um, and I think it's just because of my depth. Yeah, I, that's the only thing you're missing, but the draft picks should help you a little bit at least. Uh, it's only three players, but it's still going to be the three best players, theoretically, the three best players, if Michael's smart enough. Um Hopefully. Yes. Um, I told John this the other day, but over the last seven years, last year was the first year in seven years that a, a rookie running back did not finish as an RB1. Yeah. So hopefully I can get at least one of these guys to finish as an RB1 this year and help me out. But we'll see. Yeah, that was you nuts. But, but all of them were in like – all of them last year were in a pretty bad situation. Josh Jacobs was in the best, but they, he was still on a bad team. And then the, – I don't know. David Montgomery is on the Bears, so that's just like a, a lost cause. <laughs> yeah, and Sanders didn't come on till late. Yeah. When he came on, it was great, but it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't till late. Um, speaking of guys that kind of come on late, but unfortunately he didn't last year. Anthony, <laughs> let's look at Anthony's team. A little bit rougher, um, but we're, it was that wasn't that wasn't my best one. I'll admit it, but. Um, Anthony was number one in the league last year. He scored 1,617 points. Um, he, you know, he he hasn't been able to finish in the playoffs despite being the number one seed, I think, two years in a row. Um, but he still has a great team. Uh, John, over under that 16-17 mark from last year. 16-17. Um... I can remind you, I was projected at 1649, yes. and you were at 1606 with your lineup. Okay. Uh, you want me to go through his lineup yeah, first? Yeah, do, do his lineup, and then I'll decide. Okay. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette, Kenny Galladay, Cortland Sutton, Juju Smith-Schuster, excuse me, and Hayden Hurst. Mm, uh, I'll go under but a little bit under i don't think it's going to be that much but i do think it's going to be a little worse you are correct yes. it is at 1571.7 yes. on the year that comes out to 120.9 points per game uh, i think his team is getting a little bit older i think you know the move of austin hooper probably hurt him a little bit because he was very high scoring tight end 
Um, Stefan Diggs moving definitely hurts. Um, and I think Leonard Fournette, his projection is kind of lowered a little bit. That being said, Patrick Mahomes could always explode, throw for 50 touchdowns, and then this projection is just meaningless. He also has pretty solid depth on that team. It's not what it used to be. Like, we used to be looking at this guy and saying he has a wide receiver one on his bench. Like, that's how good he was. But um, it's not quite what it used to be. Um, So he doesn't have James Conner anymore. He does have um, A.J. Green, which, again, we could say wide receiver one on your bench. But... Yes, it comes out to 1571, 120.9 points per game. I have him at plus 300 equal with me to win the Rice Dynasty Championship. Yeah. I mean, I think the the only – you look at this team and he's not – it's not as scary as it used to be. So I think – I think that'll convince people like, oh, Anthony, he's no big deal anymore. But I think he's still going to be like one of the top teams, even if he's not. Oh, absolutely. Even if he's not as scary as year one. And then last year he fell off at the end of the year and, and we were all like, oh, wait, this guy might not be scary anymore. Um, but he's still good. So Kenny Galladay's still, still Kenny Galladay's a good player he got for me. Um, could have another really good year. He had a great year last year, so. Well, speaking of guys who have gotten players from you, we're going to go to our last team. Another great transition. I picked it back up there. Nice. Brentopolis. Uh, Chris Brenton, last year, 9-4, second best record in the league, tied well, tied with me and Anthony for best record. Um, but he put up the third most points in the league at 16-14 last year. So pretty darn good. Um, of course, led by Christian McCaffrey. Um, I'm getting a phone call. One second. I'm going to pause. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. We had a uh, important phone call from the Joe <laughs> Biden campaign, which is always important. Oh, yeah. Very important. But again, it ruined my transition. So I'll start again. Speaking <laughs> of guys who have just gotten players from you, Brentopolis coming back. Um, had a really good year last year. Uh, again, finished second in the league. So I'll run down his lineup, Chris. Um, Kyler Murray, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs. Amari Cooper, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr., David Montgomery, and Mark Andrews are his projected starters. Ooh, very nice. I like this team. I really like Kyler Murray this year. That's all I feel like I've talked about in the offseason because I tried to get Kyler Murray when I had Hopkins, but I guess I'm guess I guess I ended up just giving up Hopkins. I got confused. Um, you, you wanted the stack. <laughs> the stack is really strong, but yeah, it didn't happen. Um, now, he, this guy has weapons everywhere. Like his team is stacked. We know this. He, he got some players from me. He got some players from you. Yeah. He's, he's I, good. Yeah, as far as over, under, let's see. You want me to give you the number again? Yeah, yeah. 16, 14. Um, so, again, I can go back. You were 1606 mm. uh, projected. Okay, but he's got McCaff. Uh, I'm going to go under, be- mainly because of his, his flex position people. Um, yes, I'm going to go under. Let's see. Okay, it's actually over by five points. Ooh. 16-19 <laughs> projected scoring. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you were really close, so I, yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they have David Montgomery projected pretty high in my opinion they have him scoring 10 points less than josh jacobs on the season 
Which but didn't you didn't you see the latest news that David Montgomery says running game will be better? Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> as long as he says that, I mean, uh, I, I don't think they got any new offensive linemen, and they didn't upgrade anywhere else except for quarterback. But maybe it maybe will be better. be better. It will. It be. Will okay if he says so. Um, so yes, Chris, uh, sixteen nineteen this year. So five points more than last year. 124.6 points per game. However, if you look at this guy's team, there's a lot of depth there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of depth. It's really good. Um, you know, he's got Keenan Allen. He's got Devin Singletary. He's got, of course, uh, Jalen Hurd. No, I mean, Terry McLaurin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he still no, got I mean, a first round pick too, even though he gave up <laughs> he gave up one of his very first ones. He still has pick six, so Yep, he has six and eleven, both really good picks. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think Chris is gonna be hurting for depth this year. Um so Chris is gonna be very good. I think he is right up there with the top. I have him at the second highest odds to win the Rice Dynasty at plus two eighty. So that's kind of in between you and me and Anthony. Um, so I, I have him pretty high. So John, we can kind of run through now. I can give you all the odds, um, in order and you can kind of tell me where I got it wrong. So go bottom to top at the bottom. We have <laughs> Alex at plus 20,000 mm-hmm. to win the rice dynasty. And then tied next are Grant and Quinn at plus 900. Then we have Tom at plus 750. And then another tie of Nick and Charlie at plus 600. Me and Anthony at plus 300. And then Chris at plus 280 with you as the favorite at plus 250. John, where did I go wrong? Tear me apart. Honestly, uh, I uh, I think Chris should be the favorite over me. I will say that. And I'm not trying to be humble. After looking at Chris's lineup here, I do think Chris is a little better than me. I do like his lineup a little bit better. Um, just because I'm kind of scared about, like, I feel like one of my running backs is, is bound to like hold out or something's awful is going to happen with one of them, which, which is pretty significant for my team. Probably. Um, well, let me see. Who do you have as your backup running back here? You have, so you got James White. You have, uh, <laughs> I don't like James uh, White. Duke Johnson, DJ. Yeah, see, uh, exactly. Darryl I have three, Henderson. I'm very top heavy. My three running backs, very good should be top 10 running backs if they play the whole season. But after that, I got just wide receivers. Like, that's it. So if, well, if I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah, sure. Very top heavy. Uh, but I like Chris's depth. I, I think it's – I like the odds pretty much all the way around besides I think Chris should be favorite by by a little bit more than me. Maybe just switch switch us. I totally agree with uh, – Alex at 20,000 though. So, okay. <laughs> sad. Um, Very sad. Okay. And you, so you think Nick and Charlie should be ahead of Tom? Um, plus 600 with Tom at plus 750. Um, I, I think ask, I need to be asked after once we do the podcast after I could answer this question after the draft, I want to see who he takes. I want to see their outlooks. I, I'm not too hot about Swift because he's in Detroit. And I don't like that. Um, but I, like he's got Zeke, he's got Michael Thomas. Like I feel like he maybe should be higher than them. Um, but I, honestly, it feels like the middle's super even there. Like with Charlie and Nick and 
and Tom and all these people, even Quinn, like as a lineup that I'm like, okay, that's pretty good too. Like, I, I think, I think it's a lot more even there in the middle towards the end. I think like the three people who are in the toilet bowl with Alex, three of them are like going to be teams who maybe should be in playoffs. Um, well, Alex, like, I think definitely is going to be in the toilet bowl playoffs. So, yeah, I think Alex is the only team that's a surefire bet for the toilet bowl. Um, all right. I, I'm not going to ask you two questions. Um, yeah. pick the team who not, maybe not one of the favorites, like not a team in the top four, like you could, if you want, but who is your, if you had to put money on it, who is the best value of all these teams? Um, yeah, that's, I, I do think it's Tom, like Tom at plus seven fifty. I, I was thinking Quinn at first, but I, I'm thinking it's Tom just because Zeke, Michael Thomas, like he's got just big names in there that make me, make me go, Oh, like you could win weeks because of these players. So, uh, I, I think it's Tom. Um, I also, if not Tom, either Quinn or Nick, Nick with Lamar Jackson. Like these are the player. These are hey, you only get one. I'm making my vote after you. Okay. Okay. I'm just, it's hard. <laughs> right. I mean, it, Nick and Tom have pretty similar situations where I think they don't have as big of depth, but they have like those huge names like Lamar Jackson, Zeke, Michael Thomas that like, you're like, okay, a team with that player could win the whole thing. I agree with you. Um, I, I think Tom has decent value at plus seven fifty. And it's going to depend on how these rookies turn out. If DeAndre Swift or Cam Makers or both or whoever gets at receiver can kind of step into that role, I expect Noah Fant to take a bigger step forward than I think Sleeper is projecting. Um, I think he's probably going to be a little closer to Evan Ingram than he is to, you know, a guy like Kyle Rudolph or even. Uh, I guess I don't know. Like a, he'll he'll be a tight end one is what I'm saying. I think Noah Fant's going to take a big step forward. Um, I like Tom, but I'm going to say Nick. I think Nick has the best odds here, plus 600. Um, I, I look down his team. He's got a lot of upside. Like yes, there are a lot of question marks. Like you were saying, you've got Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, new situations. James Conner, can he stay healthy? Kareem Hunt, uh, he's projected about 10 points a game. And if say Nick Chubb goes down. How much does that change Nick's outlook? I think he's a top top four, a top three team in the league. If Kareem Hunt, if Nick Chubb goes down, like there's a lot of upside with Nick's team. He's got to make a trade for a wide receiver, and he will. I think he will with that with Russell Wilson. He's also got a pick at 14, which he might get a receiver there. I think Nick's team has a lot of upside. Yeah. I, I think those are some good bets right there. I mean, if you're going to bet on fantasy football, by the way, you should definitely – looking at our history, you should not be betting on the favorites here. So Absolutely not. No, there's so much more value. All right, give me your pass. Who in the top four would you pass on to not bet on? Like I, I would never put a dollar on this team. God, that's hard because I, I look at all four teams and I literally say to myself, like, that's a good team, but it's fantasy football. So something's going to happen um, because those four teams are like stacked and they're very good. Uh, but if I were to pick one, it would probably be Anthony just because he's like got his momentum's falling off the most out of us. Like me, like my momentum's probably at its peak 
in comparison to all four of us. So that's most likely why I'm the favorite is because I came off so high last year, whereas both Chris and Anthony kind of went on the downtrend. You were like you were up and down. You were like a roller coaster at the end. And I was the only one that was like full up until that final week. So like I'll go Anthony because his overall last season was a huge disappointment for Anthony. Like, and I, I could see it being even more of a disappointment this year, unfortunately, like specifically like Leonard Fournette is not, is a name I look at and I don't get excited about anymore. Stuff like that. Um, obviously he's still got great players, but it, it, he's more on the downtrend lately. So, Anthony for me. Yeah, I think Anthony's team is kind of on the downtrend. You've kind of seen that. I think that's why you've seen him make a few moves to get an AJ Green, to you know have that Tyler Boyd, to have some guys that he can kind of plug in here if the guys don't turn out well. Um, I don't mind Fournette this year. I think he'll be okay. I think Chubb's going to be still really good. I love Kamara this year. Um, we'll see about Sutton. That's kind of a question mark. Again, Juju's a big question mark, um, but I think Mahomes just has that pop-off ability that you can't bet against. If I had to pick one of the top four teams to pass on, I'm actually going to pick myself. I wouldn't bet on myself at plus 300. I put myself there because of this projection, but I'll say this. This projection has CEH as, a, as an RB1. Like it, it, That's what Sleeper has. They have CEH projected for 250 points on the year which is a lot of points. That's right close to a guy like Joe Mixon, who I think is just a stud this year. I think he's going to put up a massive year. It's ahead of a guy like Nick Chubb, and I think that's a little ridiculous. Um, So it's ahead of Miles Sanders. Um, So I'm putting myself as the team I would definitely not bet on here. I think my team has so a very high ceiling and a very low floor. I could see myself in the toilet bowl this year. I, I mean, I, I, unlikely probably, but yeah. that <laughs> you were there. Flex, one, you were there at one point, so I've been there before. I know <laughs> how quickly these things can turn around. So um, I don't know if I'm going to have as good of a record as I did last year because of the inconsistency that I'm betting on these rookies. Hopefully, I have better, but we'll see. Who knows? I like it. It's like a little experiment. We all get to see what happens when you invest a lot in rookies. I feel like we still. Even after last year, I feel like we still don't know the true value of draft picks. So as we I'm go hoping on, I can really make it make a statement about the value of these draft picks. Yeah. Yeah. Like as, as we go on, we'll, we'll clearly see no more. Like it's I feel like people aren't as high as on draft picks because of last year. Like most people drafted last year were pretty big disappointments in comparison to most years, I'd say, in fantasy. So I think oh, a lot of people agree. Are, a lot of people are down on draft picks this year for sure because people just got like nobody from the draft last year basically like almost everyone came out empty-handed so right i mean we had such a low hit rate like a guy like Nikhil harry was like projected the third player in the draft and he was terrible david Mm -hmm. montgomery was not great like i thought he was gonna be uh even the number one pick josh jacobs was he wasn't even an rb1 he was like a borderline rb2 like he he was okay very okay do these guys are these guys gonna be better this year yes but and I think this is a much better draft class. Um, so we're going to see. I hope this kind of sets a new precedent. I hope that even the guys in the later first rounder suddenly show up to be really good. Like the guys you're going to get, the guy Tom's going to get late, the guy Quinn's going to get like Alex. Hopefully that makes a big difference for him. Like we'll see. But 
yeah, yeah. hopefully I hope so but yeah that's that's what I got today <laughs> the only that's like the only rookies I have from last year are Reichwell Armstead and Daryl Henderson so um, <laughs> both of them <laughs> barely played last year and now one of them's already getting replaced and I still have Reichwell Armstead for some reason so hey you know Reichwell could be the guy of the future in Jacksonville yeah. If Who knows? Move on from Fournette. Latest news yeah. is he ended the rookie year with a touchdown, so that's pretty big. That's going out on a high note. <laughs> um, all right, John. Uh, I think the that's about all I've got for you. But I would say, who's going to be the most improved team this year? I know we have two new teams, so that makes it kind of weird. Um, but both of those teams were borderline playoff teams. So who who could be the the breakout team of the year? Um, I think the breakout team, honestly, is Quinn. Like looking at, back at this episode and seeing his lineup, I was like, oh, like this is a good team, and I was surprised. I th- I think it could be Quinn. I I think Quinn. I'm gonna predict it right now. I think Quinn makes the playoffs for the first time this year. Wow, I love that prediction. Um, dang, you took my team. That's who I was gonna take. <laughs> um. I'm looking at the bottom four and odds. Uh, gosh, do I go Grant or do I say Tom? I, I mean, I'm, Tom's I an easy cop out because the last yeah, year did so bad. I can't. I can't say Tom. Like that's not a breakout if you've won the league. Yeah. If you won the league in the last two years, you're not a breakout if you make the playoffs next year. Yeah. Um, I'll say Grant. I think Grant's the underdog this year. I think everyone looked at that team when he drafted and he was like, "Oh, that guy's he's not very good." That's not a very good team. I know I did. Um, you know, maybe I could regret giving him some of these guys. <laughs> maybe I'll look back at the end of the year and if I lose to him in the first round of the playoffs or something, and I'm sitting there thinking, man, I wish I wouldn't have traded this guy or begged him to trade with me more like. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers could be good. Um, ben Roethlisberger could be good. He does he have Cam Newton? Is that yep. who he has? Yeah, yeah. He has Cam Newton. That could be really good. Um, <laughs> so you get Debo at the back at the end of the year. AJ Brown breaks out. What if John? What if Antonio Brown comes back? That would be huge. I, honestly, that would. I don't know, but it's so hard. Like I'm, I, I'm looking at like the nine teams besides Alex, and I'm saying to myself, like this is pretty pretty even besides like the big four of me you chris and anthony who seem to be the big four every year like the other the others are pretty even and if he got antonio brown i'd be like it depends where he goes but antonio brown's antonio brown he's talented right like what if antonio brown let's say he puts up the numbers of i don't know like just top 10 just top 10 at the end of the year like he's putting up points per game of top 10 so that's like Adam Thielen type numbers like 14 a game that's going to replace that Deontay Johnson spot mm-hmm. and now you're looking at a team that is kind of like Charlie Nick and Tom and Quinn where they could beat anybody like they sure. really could on any week they could win a game and knock off one of these teams and make a run like Charlie did I mean literally last year the one game Antonio Brown played 33 percent of the snaps but he still scored 14 points and scored a touchdown so I'm hoping that says something for Tom Brady's ability to throw the ball downfield. Hello, Hopefully. Mike Evans. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, this was fun to run through each team, kind of run through what it's going to look like this year. Um, obviously, again, these were just starting lineups, but, you know, we, we get a better idea going through these projections of 
what sleeper thinks these teams are going to look like. So it's yeah. fun. We're getting close to like a month out from our, our rookie draft. Probably we don't have an exact date yet, but late August probably. So man, I wonder who I'm going to take. <laughs> There's so much uncertainty at pick three. Who's going to be there? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I guess you really don't. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for today. John, you have anything else? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to record another podcast though. Well, speaking of recording more podcasts, we'll do that pretty soon here once the season gets going. Oh, One no. last great transition for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to sign off there. See you guys.